You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back to the only podcast you're ever going to need, Live Wild Radio. (laughs) That's my FM DJ voice. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get on to today's episode, we have a cool little bonus for you. So if you've been listening to us for a while, you'll hear us put... A Great Lakes Geria promo uh, in every episode. And we say use our promo code for 5% off. But lo and behold, it's 10 now. It's twice as good. Yeah. Right? So really good fitness equipment for twice as much of a discount. So if you need kettlebells and if you don't know you need them, you need them. Because one kettlebell can be everything you need to get in great shape. But if that's the case, why do we own over a dozen of them? <laughs> uh, Winston's obsessed with double kettlebell swings and and, and stuff. cleans and presses. Yeah, and but hey, it's and paying off. Performance is there. Yeah. But uh, not only can you get your kettlebells, you can get your chin-up bars. Yeah, and your mace. They yeah. got all the maces and clubs D- dumbbells. And, um, and they're one of the only ones. If you want ridiculous kettlebells. They have kettlebells up to 206 pounds. Are you aiming for that? No, it's stupid. <laughs> Especially doubles. What's your highest? You're about 72? Uh, 70 pounds. And, like he's got me, and he's got me swinging at 62? You, oh, yeah, but I remember the other day I had you, th- I didn't tell you which one it was, and I had you swinging the 32 kilo. Yeah, I noticed it. Yeah. But you did it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. I'm like, that's clearly too much. It's not too much. No. You're strong enough. I'm just weak. You, or, you're, uh, you're weak, uh, you're weak in I'm your mind. I'm lazy. Yeah, I'm lazy. That's what it is. Yeah, because I am stronger. For. But anyway, anyways, yes. 10% discount. Go to greatlakesecuria.com. And uh, save some money. Using promo code LIVEWILD. That's the big ticket. That's right. <laughs> Almost forgot that. That's the most important part. Yeah. And... On the fitness note, today's episode, uh, we are doing the New Year's resolution. Now. Now. Because uh, a number of reasons. Reason number one, if you go into the holidays with a fitness habit made already and a plan, you're much more likely to come out of the holidays not as much uh, hating yourself for being all out of shape and flabby. Right, because if you've already got it built into your schedule, you know you've got it built around the eating, and so you can still enjoy yourself and already go into the new year with momentum, fitness-wise. Yeah, and that's massive because nobody likes that feeling after the holidays, and it's usually what kickstarts anything in the mm-hmm. new years. But start it now. Yes, it'll think, save you probably a couple good pounds. Yeah, like think of it as preventative medicine. <laughs> we have a whole theory on that. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. So motivation uh, is key. Um, and let's just jump right into this. So um, we want this episode to be our top tips that have made us really successful in getting in great shape. Yeah. Shape, uh, fitness, um, size, all that. So um, and, and so it's interesting because Winston and I have two different perspectives on this. Mine is I, I, motivation's key. Right. It's all about the feels. It's all about my environment and everything's got to be fine tuned for it to work for me. And I know that about myself and Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm the only one. No, you're probably not because I run into that where as a coach, putting people like putting programs together that I guarantee work 
is not a problem, right? If I could guarantee you did it. Yeah. That's that's the thing, right? Um, and that's why, like, if you go on our website, you can find an article called, like, you know, Live Wild Radio's 10 Fitness Commandments. Mm-hmm. But they're really mine. It's what I've been using for years coaching, right? It's sort and of they like work. A, a, you know, a little, um, you know, one-liner and then a book to explain each one-liner, <laughs> right? Because that's me. Um, each has, like, a little nugget in it. And then I expand on it, right? And rule number one is it's better to do something than nothing. Because it's better to do like 10 minutes a day, right? It's not a perfect program, but it's just 10 minutes a day so that you're developing a habit and a consistency. Because if you're already doing it down the road, it's easy to add a little more. But getting started doing it consistently, that is the hardest thing I find for people. Right. So, you know, that that is my biggest thing is like, don't skip a workout because you don't have enough time. Don't skip a workout because yeah, you can't it, go it to doesn't the have gym. to be perfect. Just do something. Yeah. You know, like if you were to, stop, you know, set a timer for 10 minutes and alternate doing bodyweight squats and push ups. If you did that consistently for a number of years, you'd make some progress. Yeah. Right. You'd get more done in the 10 minutes. Yeah, right. and there's always positive um, outcomes out of momentum, even mm. if it's a small piece of momentum. But um, yeah, so something better than mon- nothing. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just get going. And you'll find, too, that certain activities also bleed into other areas. You'll, th- you'll think about a little bit more about what you're eating. Yeah. You know, it just, it does, you know, wonders for your men- your mental outlook mm-hmm. and dealing with stress. So it's 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 really healthy. But I want to go back to the motivation because I think that's really important. So I think that know what your why is and zero in on that. Is it your clothes are too tight? Is it you've got a fitness challenge or something coming up? Like have a goal. Like make sure your motivation's strong. Yeah, and, and we really get into that thing. And I think the difference between you and I, right? And I think th- this is sort of the big picture thing. Yeah. You're externally motivated, Right. I'm internally motivated, you know, and what that means is like you're, um, you know, working towards, I want to look better. I want to be fitter or, you know, like there's different external motivations to it. Mm -hmm. Whereas I have been doing it long enough. I enjoy the process, right? Um, I do it because I like it. Like, yeah, and I get that, but I think that you know, oh, this is interesting. When 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 you're not good at something because you've been rusty or you've just fallen yeah. off the wagon a bit, it kind of hurts a little bit getting back into it. It kind of sucks. Oh yeah. But and here's another big tip: doing the things that you suck at, you will get the most gains from. Yes. One once you once you so that's actually a really once good you get thing to the to point chase. where there's at least something you don't suck at. Because in the beginning, you tend to suck at everything. Yeah, but you will have the biggest gains then. So that's the biggest benefit out of starting something that you've been doing nothing with for a while or or nothing you've never ever done, you know? But that motivation piece, I I just say that because I've noticed that when I've been most successful, I've had all my my support environment dialed in. Like, for example, I'm very social. So I like, so I purposely now have tagged some people to go do things with throughout the week Mm -hmm. you know uh i'm not i'm not enough anymore you're not (laughs) 
<laughs> we live together now. I guess I take you for granted. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But it I, used to I, be also, I would come over to work out and that yeah. was sort of an event. Well, you know what? Um, the evening time for me is best because if I've had a busy day of just sitting all day or it's a stressful day, it's a great way to burn energy. So yeah. I really enjoy that versus in the morning. Um, now I've taken up drumming lessons, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm drumming at lunch. But uh, no, I, I find that's really key. So that plus I used to really enjoy going for a walk and in my neighborhood and having a coffee and listening to my podcast. So I'm getting some, you know, uh, low level activity, but it's still really, really important, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're sedentary all day and if you're only pulling it out like 1200 steps, you get my drift. Yeah. Low level activity is still important. So the walking. So um, all I'm just saying is that when you're looking at making a change in your fitness regimen uh, or a nutrition regime, regime um, just to really dial in your motivation, understanding what your goals are and have that front and center and scheduling it. Yeah, um, that's another big tip. Scheduling is huge. Yeah. And we all we all have a computer with a calendar thing in our pocket that has a free scheduling calendar thing in it. Right. Like use your damn phone, people. Just like I use um, climbing apps on my phone. I use bike trail apps like the Trail Forks app on my phone. I use interval timers on my phone. Um, I have like a Google Doc, which I can look up on my phone with my workouts that I've done, you know, created on it. You know, so so our phone can be a very powerful fitness tool. Um, And. You know, basically, we when you're talking about motivation, um, we also need uh, to discuss the concept of discipline, right? Because discipline picks up where motivation leaves off. Um, yeah. Because you're going to have days you're not motivated. And that's why doing something but is better than nothing. Yeah. Attitude is key. Yeah. Consistency, um, right? You know, and, uh, you know, learning... That it's a process, right? Treat your health. And really, when you were talking about fitness, in the short term, we're talking about what you look like in your underpants, how well you perform at athletic feats, all that kind of thing. But long term, we're talking about your health, right? And treat your health as as important as your job. You don't have to spend as much time on it every day, right? But think of it as that if you did a job that you only showed up once a week and when you were there you put a half-assed effort in don't expect to get promoted (laughs) you know what i mean yeah don't expect the outcomes you're after right we understand when it comes to work like our, our careers or you know our job that we get paid for we understand putting in the effort right well take that same mindset and apply it to your own health because for anybody that's listening that has had um, periods where their health has been compromised, they will know um, the most important thing you have is health, right? It is, yeah. Health is the foundation of everything else on top of which we do. We just, if you don't have a problem immediately, then we tend to take it for granted, right? You know, A lot of times, though, we don't know that we have a problem. Until you test it. For example, ask a 40-year-old or 30-year-old to go on the monkey bars. See how good that feels. (laughs) 
Yeah, and they can't. <laughs> Go do a cartwheel. Some people are afraid of biking all of a sudden because cycling, because they haven't done it in years. Yeah. You know, so, you know, a lot of people just don't know. And it's actually when you exercise and put your body through different movements that you start to learn and go oh this isn't so good but then I, it's it's great signal and gift really yeah to alert you of an issue that you need to work on yeah because it, one of the one of the little things i always use is training is testing and testing is training right so anytime you train you're testing yourself as well you're seeing oh like maybe you're doing a turkish get up yeah and your hip feels wonky well it's a test yeah in addition to being physical exercise, like a training modality to get mm-hmm. you stronger and more mobile, um, it also points stuff out to you. Um, and the same thing is that like if you do a fitness test, well, it gets your heart rate up, it, you know, yeah, <laughs> and it ends up being need to be calculated into your training as well. Um, and I think one of the things when we, when we talk about the health thing, um, when people's health is degrading, Right. And if you're doing nothing about it, exercise, nutrition, sleep, you're doing nothing specific. Right. Like if you don't exercise regularly, because that's the easiest one to talk about here. You're slowly, almost imperceptibly getting in worse shape as the weeks go by and then the years go by. Yeah. But it's only when you reach a, a tipping point where you can't tie your own shoes or. Your knees crack getting up from a chair. Mm-hmm. That then you go, oh shit! Or that you've been sitting too long and getting out of a chair, you're like, you feel like everything's cemented. Yeah, it's like you've got to do this like, like unkinking. You know? Oh yeah. You're you're kind of like the Tin Man in Wizard of Oz, right? Like all your joints are all need lubrication. Yeah, because you need to move more. Yeah. Um. So one of the things, like somebody might, let's say you're in your 30s, you don't exercise that often. Uh, maybe you know you do some active things, but but you don't quote unquote train you know in, in any sort of systematic way. You may run into the thing where where you're slowly eroding, right? Because as we age, we're going to if you don't yeah. do a lot to stop it, right? Um, Pretty much at the age of thirty, you start to decline, correct? Yep. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, is that if you're in any kind of athletic culture, right? And I don't mean like main big culture, you know, in our country or, or society or anything. But I mean, you know, you belong to a bike club or you Your go lifestyle. To, you know, what you'll see is people who are in their 60s, 70s, 80s still ripping it up. Right. Because we've all heard the thing, use it or lose it. Yeah. They just didn't stop using it. But and I've seen circumstances where my mother, for example, uh, overcame uh, is a cancer, was a cancer survivor and um, was in the hospital. Um, for at least a month. So mm. you can imagine being bedridden, you know, what that does to you. And I saw her go through physiotherapy and she came out of there better than she did going in mm-hmm. because of the constant exercise that they did every day. Yeah, And that that is so true. So for people who are in a situation, they're like, and they, they, they feel like they have lost hope or they'll never be in better shape. Um, I would say that's untrue. They can get back there. It just takes time. But you can do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's, there's hope. And and it doesn't have to be when you're, this is the, the bonus you run into is if you are right now, you would consider yourself untrained or out of shape. It doesn't take much per session to be enough stimulus to improve your fitness. Like this is one of the, the um, 
I guess if you want to call it like cruel things of, of fitness is the better shape you're in, <laughs> the more work it takes to get in any better shape. Yeah. But if you're in, if you're, you know, untrained or detrained, it doesn't take much to elicit an improvement. Like if we're talking strength training. If you're out of shape, one set of each movement pattern, you know, yeah. with a good effort, that's all it takes. Right. Before long, you're going to need two and three. And, you know, over time, it's going to require more volume to elicit that training stimulus. But in the beginning, it doesn't take much. So I think a key thing to keep in mind, and this is one of our other key tips, is to have a plan. Right. So follow a plan, an exercise plan, if that's what you're looking at. That's maybe four or six weeks. And mm-hmm. and realize maybe uh, or realize that a plan shouldn't be maximal effort every training session. No. Because when I first started training in the gym, that's what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Is that what you were trying to achieve? Right. And you're not. It's actually working below that, working different angles of, of fitness, of strength training. It could be more about volume one day. It could be the next day. Um, higher weights, you know, less yep. volume, you're, you're doing different things to your body, right? Mm-hmm. And creating different stimulus. So um, follow a plan. Um, and you can look at and if you're looking at efficiency, we've talked about it before things like um, doing exercises every minute on the minute. Yeah, right. And, and where you might be doing a couple of exercises, strength and something ballistic. So you've got a bit of cardio element in there in there. So you might say do, we'll talk about kettlebell swings, maybe 10 kettlebell swings, right? And uh, maybe three push-ups, whatever. Um, Doing two different completely different exercises so you're not exhausting your muscle from one muscle group. Yeah, I mean, you just alternate that. Right. Like that's exactly the workout you did yesterday. Yeah, it was actually, wasn't it? Kettlebell swings Um, and push-ups. Yeah, but whether you do it every minute on the minute or every 30 seconds, the point is is that you're adding a a slower, you're not allowing as much recovery, Mm -hmm. right? So now you're creating a condition of uh, cardio exercise as well. So you can do a lot in 20, 30 minutes of that kind of exercise, for example. Um, That's a different kind of plan. We, We have these on our website. We talk about them in other episodes. But, um, you know... Because sometimes people walk into it like, what do I do? And they want to see it. And you want a plan that has progression, mm-hmm. right? So whether it's every week you do more reps or you increase your weights or, or, you, follow, sets, or you follow or, your heart rate, yeah. right? To determine, is my body ready to do more? For example, um, once I hit 140 beats per minute, um, I wouldn't proceed with the next exercise, right? Until I would get back down to 125. And my, my movements, my exercise had to be really good. Yeah. Okay, so uh, it wasn't so much of doing it every minute on the minute. It was more about when I hit my, my when my heart rate exceeded a certain rate, then I'd dial it back. Yeah, and basically, with what Catherine's talking about, it's auto-regulated training. Um, it's kind of an advanced concept, but um, your rest periods between your exercises, like we're supersetting two exercises, and having heart rate dictate when you go again. Um, so it's not just, uh, I think I'm feeling good enough, I'll go again, right? Because we can get into a chasing the clock kind of mentality with that. Yeah. You know, it's like last time I get this much done, so I want to get more done. Whereas with this, um, as you get fitter and stronger, your heart rate won't go as high as quickly and it'll come down quicker. 
So you naturally in a, because the workout she did was five kettlebell swings and then three push-ups and alternate that until her heart rate got up to 140. Um, and then at that point, she would just go again with another set when her heart rate was down to 125. Yeah. And my kettlebell was what, 62 pounds? Yeah. Just to put in perspective. Um, and it was very funny because the last time I did it, I I think I did 24 sets in total. Yeah. And yesterday I only did 20. Yeah. I felt really tired yesterday. Yeah. And so it auto-regulates. If you're having a good day, you'll yeah. get more in. If you're having a bad day, you'll get a little bit less. Yeah. But over time, um, you'll get, you know, you'll gradually build up more uh, density in that time period because yeah. you're fitter. But I have found with every program that you've done for me, every plan, um, yeah. that I've I've hit the targets of not, if not exceeded them. Yeah. You know, of, of doing more, lifting more. Right. Yeah. So that's that's been fun. So, I, you know, it's, it's a great way to keep things fresh um, and you want to mix things up every four to six weeks. Note that your last week of a program or you may, exp- you know, you should do a deload, which is where you work less. Yeah. And, and you could do it two different ways, which is um, whatever you did the last week of a program, cut it down um, and just have an easy week or. You can start your next program with what we'd call an intro or feeder week. Mm. And so you're starting your next program real easy. So it still deloads your body. Like it's not very hard. Your body can recover. Right. But it lets you practice the things you're doing in your next one. Mm-hmm. As oh, opposed, that's a good idea. You know, so there's different ways of doing. Yeah. And what know. will happen is when you take that week of, of a lighter load of fitness and training, um, you'll, your body will recover enough that you'll be that much better. Yeah. You know, if you were to go back to that last ac- program that you did, you'd notice a big improvement. Yeah. So, so I have found working with plans really quite successful and on our website, uh, and in our podcasts, we've outlined them in the show notes. So check yeah, that out or, or reach out to us if you want to know more. But, um, another big tip that I really like when it comes to fitness and nutrition and just overall is intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been really good to do a couple of things, actually. Um, the obvious is less calories in a day, right? Um, so, you know, if you are have heartier lunches and dinners and you're still looking to lose weight, it's helpful for that. Mm-hmm. But I'll let you talk about the other one, the other reason for intermittent fasting. It's a fun little process in your body called autophagy. So when you fast... Um, and basically it's somewhere around 12 or 16 hours without food. So let's say, uh, you had dinner at eight o'clock, 8 PM, and then you don't eat again till noon the next day. That's 16 hours. Right. And, uh, what happens is a, your body gets into a fat burning mode cause you've gone all night with no food. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so you wake up, you're in a fat burning <laughs> mode. Um, your body's running mainly on stored fats. So you're extending that out rather than having breakfast right away. Um, but autophagy is the process where your body eats up junk proteins. Um, it's house cleaning. But if we're shoveling food in our face all the time, um, it's hard for it to uh, do that process. Because it's hard to clean and build at the same time. You know, store and get rid of junk. Um, and when we've eaten, we're in a storing mode. Um, so by extending that fasting window, which we all do when we go to bed, 
right? We all fast. That's why we call it break fast in the morning. <laughs> um, uh, you know, what we're allowing for is both an easing of your gastrointestinal system. You're giving your gut a break, right? It's not just having to digest and process food all the time. Um, but you're uh, allowing that the natural, natural cellular cleaning process um, to, to do its job, you know. And the plus is another thing that really contributes to autophagy is exercise. Mm. Um, because exercise kind of kickstarts a lot of those same processes that fasting does. Okay. So if you're doing both together, you know, you're, you're creating a healthier environment in your body for cleaning out old junk cells. Yeah. And, and for folks that might be watching Chris Hemsworth's um, Limitless, Limitless uh, show by National Geographic. So it's a five episode um, show. And he talks about longevity, essentially, mm-hmm. things that you can do to really improve your the health and well-being of your life and the longevity of it. And he talked about fasting. And um, basically, he did a four-day fast yeah. with Dr. Peter Atia. And you've done this yeah. before. And I, uh, and I didn't know that. He's done three and four days. But um, basically, it's that they, they felt that around the three-day mark, you could do some incredible changes of resetting in your body mm-hmm. and cleaning up all the bad cells in your body, yep. essentially. And in your brain, it's something that could really make a big difference with uh, Alzheimer's, people yeah. who have that, those genes. and um, Yeah, yeah, because it, the thing is, those junk proteins, they accumulate in places, mm-hmm. right? And one of them is like plaque in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, basically by... Doing a sleeping well, right? Um, adequate amount of sleep, higher quality sleep. Uh, that facilitates the whole cleaning process in your body. Yeah. Um, you know, activity, right? Like exercise facilitates that autophagy. Uh, fasting does. So, you know, what we run into is a number of these different processes. If you start incorporating them in little doses, right, in your life, Mm-hmm. you'll start to see changes over time. Right. Right. And that's um, too much. I think of fitness is focused on buns and guns mm-hmm. um, and, and how fast you can, you know, do a, do a 10 K. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like those things are, are cool and they're important. Um, but it's those downstream health effects that are going to make your life better in 20 years. Yeah, that's a great segue into, you know, if you were to choose between cardio fitness and strength, you know, we talk about the importance of prioritizing mm-hmm. strength because strength, there's always a carryover effect in strength training yep. in, in your cardio. For yeah, example. I, first, I, I'm going to bring it up. I think you're making a false dichotomy. Okay. Because I think you need both. Right. But right. if you were to start with one over oh, the other. Yeah, it's strength is training. Is my point. Because... Because sometimes people are overwhelmed and a lot of people default to doing cardio first. Like when you go to a gym, you see all the running machines, all the stair climbers, everybody's on, they consider that to be exercise and they think they're getting strength out of it. And they they are getting a little bit, but it's not as, there's better benefits, bigger, I think. Yes. And and it all comes into, um, think of it as like an investment, you know, Um, if you have 
let's say an hour and a half a week to invest, then three 30 minute weight training or strength training sessions Mm -hmm. are going to do more for you than three 30 minute cardio sessions. Because if you structure your strength training correctly um, and, you know, do supersets or circuits, right? There's a cardiovascular benefit there because you're, you're keeping your heart rate elevated to an extent, right? Because you're not taking super long breaks in between exercises, but you're also getting a lot of uh, strength training in that half hour, mm-hmm. right? Like if you look at the workout you and I did yesterday, I did, you did 30 minutes of swings and push-ups. Mm-hmm. I did 30 minutes of kettlebell clean and press and kettlebell front squats. Mm-hmm. Um, and my heart rate got up, you know, for the whole 30 minutes. Um as much as it would doing like an easy cardio session, like an aerobic session. Um, but I also took a pair of 62 pound kettlebells and put them over my head, uh, 36 times and front squatted them 36 times in half an hour. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so you run into the thing where that adds up. Yeah. I think that's where the magic comes is yeah. when you when you do these supersets under constrained times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's the most time efficient way to train. It really is. To hit a bunch of different fitness uh, parameters or attributes. You're stronger, you're faster, you're fitter in yeah. just three workouts a week or four workouts a week. And we're also a big fan of um, not using machines, but I guess free free weights, yeah. whether it be kettlebells or whatever, Barbells, dumbbells. because you're going through a movement pattern, especially when it's not it's not just a static movement part pattern as it would be at a machine. Yeah. Right. Where it's always in the same position. Well, because your body has to stabilize because the reality is we don't move that way. Right. So whether you're doing, you know, rear stepping lunges or you're doing a Turkish get up or you're going through that full complex movement mm-hmm. that you'll start to pick out where your weaknesses are. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I really love. Yeah. Well, and and it's one of those things like if you, uh, all you can do is machines, do it. Right. Um, it sort of goes back to rule number one. (laughs) Um, you know, because when we're talking about free weights versus machines, um, or cardio versus strength, again, now we're starting to look at what is optimal, right? To get your most bang for your buck. Yeah. Um, You know, and that's where I just want to make that distinction where we're not any form of movement um, is a step in the right direction, right? So what we want to do is get people in that mindset where, uh, you know, they're understanding what you get out of each type of training, right? And then it's like, okay, I can do six sessions a week. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then we're playing with, you know, a broader canvas than if I've got three 20 to 30-minute sessions a week. Um, and so if you're really time-limited, then the, the type of workouts, you know, we're talking about, um, simple compound movements like, Deadlifts, kettlebell swings, squats, presses, push-ups, pull-ups, um, uh, loaded carries. Um, you know, you're going to run into the thing of because those types of movements involve more muscles. 
Um, like doing something like a uh, front squat into an overhead press. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, that's using, you know, probably one movement or it's really two pieces, but you do it as one. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to be using about two thirds of the muscles in your body. So if you combine that with um, some sort of pulling uh, and some sort of hip hinge, you now are hitting everything in your body, right? In three movements. This is a good segue into what a lot of different trainers are saying are your key exercises. So there's the hip hinge. Yeah, which is so I- which is basically a hip predominant. Um, so things like a deadlift, a kettlebell swing, a hip thrust, where it's mostly driven by your butt um, and hamstrings. Then... Uh, the next one's a squat. Yeah, which is self-explanatory. Getting up and down off the toilet under load, <laughs> one leg, <laughs> or two legs, and and we put lunges into a squat pattern as well, right? So if you do, yes, you know, a split squat, lunges, back squats, front squats, goblet squats, right? They're all hip and knee movement, which are especially great for hikers. Yeah, you know, because a lot of the things we do are one-legged as yep. we're moving and under load. Okay, so. Um, squat, hip hinge, then your upper body is a push and a pull. Yep. So push can be push ups, um, can be, um, you know, overhead press, press, bench um, press. Yeah. You know, I've got issues with barbell bench press, but we're not going to get into the weeds on that. Yeah. Um, so then a pull could be body rows, pull ups. Yes. Pull ups. Anything where you're pulling weight towards you. Yeah. Right. Or you towards things. Right? Using all those back muscles. Right? Pretty straightforward. And then the last one is loaded carry. Yeah. So carrying something heavy either in both hands, farmer's carry or suitcase carry. You can even do carries where um, you bring the dumbbell up to your... Rack carries. A rack carry up to your chest. Or or, even, or hold a or sand... Or yeah, or hold something in front of you with your two, you know, your two arms. Like right? a bear hug carry or a baby carry or a Or a server's carry, carry you yep. know, right over your head. So there's yep. all different kind of carries you can do to to you know challenge yourself but yeah. these five key movements exercises are is like the foundation for good health yeah good strength training because if you do one of each of those right um do a couple sets each like there's a whole program by dan john <laughs> right easy strength it's you know 10 reps of each movement right so it could be one set of 10 two sets of five three sets of three um, five days a week, uh, and it's called easy strength because, you know, it's quick, easy. When you reach the point where the weight you're using is easy, add weight and stick with it until that's easy again and then add weight. And you will notice gain noticeable improvement yeah. in your strength and you'll be like, oh my God, this, this is, is too easy. easy. Like it's a 15 and, it, minute. It, it, and it's almost boring. You got to watch that. You got to yeah, be disciplined he, to keep doing he, it. He's got a, a program called easy strength for fat loss. It's because your easy strength workout takes about 15 minutes. Mm. And then you immediately put on a weighted vest and the rest of an hour you go walk for 45 minutes. Yeah. Right. And uh, he does, he's got like little three pound hand weights mm-hmm. and a loaded vest. Yeah. And you get the heart rate of running without running. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and so it's one of these things like for somebody who wants to lose weight, um, yeah. aside from obviously the caloric thing of, you know, that's sort of a separate issue to deal with, but just from an exercise modality, 
Well, there you go. Going back to the weighted vests, which is called ruck mark marching. Yeah, or you can do you, it with a weighted backpack too. Yeah. So, and you have said in the past that you can get 80%, is it 80% of the gains of running, the benefits of running that you can get in doing that? Yeah, with, with, uh, uh, without any impact on the joints. Or without- exactly. So people who have issues, hate running, or they want to try something different, go hiking, yeah. right? Um, and have issues with their knees like I do, like or ankles, whatever. This is a great way. And it's actually quite honestly better for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've used it to train for, for backpacking. And I yep. remember I went up to 40 pounds so that when I went backpacking was 60 or whatever, it was nothing. Yeah, because your backpack weighs 35. Yeah. So it felt easy. So it was, and it was nothing you know. to it. It's interesting that, and as you said, when you, you, when you don't use it, you lose it. I've seen that on two accounts. Like, mm-hmm. um, so backpacking, right? Um, cause I'm back to my weighted vest. And I only have 10 pounds now cause I notice it. Yeah. And let's even go further back. I probably walk right now when I'm sitting on my butt all day, 2000 steps a day. It's really bad. Yeah. So I got to get back out there. And so when I do walk, I notice it. Um, even last year when I was living in a house with no stairs for a whole year and all of a sudden I was at somebody's house going downstairs, my knees hurt. I'm yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> And it was clearly that whole case of if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. So I had to do a couple strength training exercises for a week. And, and then living here at the house with the stairs, I had to dial in on some things. But I got it back. Yeah. But, yeah, it's the same thing, um, you know, with loaded carries. you got to get back into that. And it, it's so important. So it's actually a twofer, both for um, weight, loaded yeah. carries and fat loss, but also getting in more steps. So I like that. I like finding things that achieve multiple objectives yeah well that that's sort of one of the things that i like with uh you know there's what you could do like there's the optimal plan like if you had unlimited time unlimited money right uh and then there is the uh you know minimum effective dose to to elicit noticeable change because I'm a big one for that 80-20 rule. Um, 20% of the things you do will get 80% of your gains. Um, you know, and the key is figuring out what that 20% is. Uh, and, you know, the last few years, I've really, like a lot of my own training has really been focused on minimalism, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, like, I'm your do- workouts are like 30, on average, 30 minutes. Yeah. And how many days a week? Four days a week? Four days a week. And you've had massive gains from this, aside from your nutrition as well. Yeah. You know, but massive gains from the training. Um, You know, on average, like when I'm at work, so five days a week, I'm like 15,000 steps a day. Uh, And what do you encourage to be a good amount a day to target? Uh, 10? 10 is perfectly fine. Yeah. Right? Um, You know, uh, if you were to substitute some of like 10,000 with a bike ride that's mm-hmm. fine too yeah you know but but it's sort of that just <clears throat> middle movement just easy regular movement which is still really important yeah yeah like that's just the foundation yeah because right? again you don't use it you will lose it you know um and then uh i think it's one of those things where if you're getting your three to four strength training sessions in a week mm-hmm. then i think the thing to add is um, steady state cardio, right? Riding a bike, 
long weighted walks. You know, when I say long, like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, you know, a couple times a week. Like the optimal, I think, is three hours per week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so as much of that as you can get in. And so when you say steady state cardio, you're talking at heart rate at what um, percentage? Or? I, I like the Maftone method. So take your A, 180 minus your age is the top end. Mm-hmm. And then take 10 beats off that as the low end. So that's the window you're aiming for. So uh, I'm 51, but I'll say 50 for the easy math. Top end is 130, bottom is 120. Okay. Right. So that's the window when you're doing sort of your steady state cardio that I try to stay in. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you go a few beats up or a few beats down because it's an easier section or you're going downhill or uphill, mm-hmm. it's not like you're going to explode, right? Like, don't get too uh, dogmatic about it. But, uh, you know, in a perfect world, three hours of steady state. Um, so get as close to that as you can. Um, and then one interval session where do a set of Tabata intervals like sprints or some hill climbs or some hill sprints or something that really cranks up your heart rate to 80 to 90% of your max. Um, uh, you know, like 20 second efforts. Um, man, with a fair bit of recovery, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or, or, or the Tabata 2010s if you're limited on time, mm-hmm. things like that, you know, once or twice a week, right? It teaches your body how to tolerate lactic acid. Mm-hmm. right and and works to increase your vo2 max but it's not something you want to do that often yeah it's really hard on the system and it takes a lot to recover from mm-hmm. so think of it as like the doses in the poison or the poisons in the dose mm. too much of it isn't good for you right it can be really hard on your body mm-hmm. and it'll affect all your other training um but a little bit just adds that little spice yeah you know and so if you get three to four days of your five prime strength training movements, you know, patterns, mm-hmm. three hours of steady state cardio and one session of intervals, right? That is as close to a optimal plan as you can get, you know, for just general health and fitness and you'll be good at everything. <laughs> you you'll feel great and you'll see the improvements. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and if you're ever in a situation where you want, you're looking to improve um, and say it's when you're actually doing something sport-specific, whether it be mountain biking or rock climbing or whatever that sport is, we suggest training with people who are better than you. Yeah. Right? Go play with them. Yeah, you're on the not bike. too often because when you're with people who are better than you, you'll tend to be working super hard because mm-hmm. you want to keep up. Yeah. Um, so you don't want to do that every session because you'll burn yourself out. But like one session like that a week mm-hmm. is fucking magic, mm-hmm. right? You'll you'll find that you have places you can go that you didn't know you had. <laughs> well, you're always pushing me and I'm always telling you off. And, and then you ask me, how was that? And you're like, oh, it was okay. <laughs> I'm lazy. Yeah. I'm afraid to admit that. And that's what I got to, yeah, just. You're just coming to that realization? No. Okay, good. That's why I build all these other elements yeah, yeah. into it to make me want to come out, right? Um, let's talk about recovery because I, I, I've learned a few tricks that have surprised me, actually. So um, aside from getting adequate adequate sleep, which should at least be eight hours. Yeah. Uh, magnesium and vitamin D, sort of that low-hanging fruit of uh, supplementation. And with magnesium, you can do Epsom salt baths, too, yeah, which helps. I find works very like magic because of the heat yeah 
Um, I also found, found <laughs> I've got like a tool, a whole toolbox here of uh, toys. Um, we got a teeter inversion table. Yeah. So you lie on it and hang upside down. And that's been fantastic for my knees. Well, the thing I find magic is hanging from both ends. Oh, right. Because we hang from the ceiling with our... um, Pull-up bar. Yeah. Right. So you hang one way and we hang the other way. Like, so you hang from your hands. Yeah. Which is great for your shoulders. And your neck. Right. Um, And then you hang from your ankles, which is great for your spine. Uh, but you really feel it in your your ankles and your knees and your hips. Yeah, and your lower back, because yes, there's more upper body weight. Right. You know, whereas I find uh, the hanging from the pull up bar is better for my upper back because there's more weight yeah. hanging below that. And I've had issues where um, my knees were just super swollen. My one was, anyways, mm-hmm. and just doing that along with a little bit of stretching. Stretching's huge, by the way. Yeah. Huge. Again, if you have any joint issues, um. You know, and your muscles get really tight. They might torque your joints in a certain way. And then you're getting manifest as pain. Yeah. And people don't want to do things. So first, when you're in pain, your nervous system will downregulate the amount of force your muscles can generate. So being in pain literally makes you weaker. Hmm. Um, So even if you're tough, it's hard to work through to the same level you were when you were pain free because your body won't let you. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's point number one. But number two, it's like when you're in pain, you're like, ah, you, you know, you you baby yourself. Right. You know, you're, you're very gingerly about what you do, mm-hmm. you know, so it's always that kind of thing of developing a practice. You know, and this can be with outside people like massage therapists, osteopaths, chiropractor, like whatever you need. Right, because we've all found different things that have been helpful. Mm-hmm. Right, like the the Tim Tam Theragun. Yeah. Uh, you know, hanging, stretching, foam rollers. Uh, KT, kinesiology yeah, tape. tape. Uh, Massive. You That's know, been interesting. Like yeah. I find I find the original strength resets, like the head nods and rocking. Mm. I find that as a morning routine. Yeah, that does magic for my back. Huh. And my knees and my yeah. <laughs> hips and yeah, and it's basically, you know, look up original strength, Tim Anderson's original strength. But I lie on my belly and raise and lower my head like a baby would. Mm-hmm. Then I get up on all fours and I rock back and forth like a baby would. <laughs> I literally crawl around on hands and knees. You know, we got a padded floor in the basement. Roll around. And then I roll around. Yeah, as babies. Yeah. Would. Yeah. And because you're articulating your spine. Yeah. And your hips and shoulders. Mm-hmm. It gets everything feeling good. Yeah. Right? And like if you spend like a minute on each thing. Mm-hmm. Right? It's four it's minutes. Like magic. Yeah. 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 So these things, uh, essentially what you're trying to do is downrate your nervous system. Yeah. Right? Uh, downregulate your nervous system. So it's helped tremendously at times when you don't want to move and, you know, put, sets everything behind. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you could just spend a little time in some self-care, um, it's really, really quite good for you. Yeah. And so the whole point of this whole episode is get started now. Even if it's like go for a walk, do some push-ups. Mm-hmm. Even if you got to do push-ups on your knees or on the stairs. Like, you know, we're meeting you wherever you are, right? Like if you're like an elite level athlete, well, 
probably already have a coach. Uh, you know, <laughs> but but if you're like somebody who's pretty fit, you know, um, you might be able to take something from this and just incorporate, right? Maybe recovery, maybe, you know, idea about the supersets, mm-hmm. you know, what have you. Um, but for most people who are just struggling where it's like they know they should do stuff, but it's like fitting it in and what's the most important, right? It's just that, that, and even the idea of like, listen, if I can't work out for an hour, like it's not worth it, right? Like it's not worth the trouble, you know, if I can't do it. Yeah. Like bullshit, like yeah. like 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, because um, literally I'm making some of the best progress in my life. Right now on the program I'm on, two 20-minute workouts and two 30-minute workouts mm-hmm. a week. Mm-hmm. You know, plus lots of walking and, you know, all that stuff. But like actual strength training, yeah. cardio-ish. Yeah. It's efficient. Yeah. We get it. We get people who are busy. You know. Um, but all those movement snacks throughout the day are so good for you, especially if you're sedentary. Yeah. Right? Like even just like body weight squats. Yeah. You know, um, if, you, if you're working at a desk, like if you're at home, like put a kettlebell next to your desk and do a set of swings every mm-hmm. time you get up. Mm-hmm. Right? You'll accumulate 100 swings a day. Yeah. Um, that adds up, Yeah, you know, and you're going to have a great looking ass, <laughs> you know? So, so there you go. If yeah. you have any questions, reach out to us, but we just wanted to share with you our top tips that have worked for us yeah. and that we think are is some really low hanging fruit with maximal, um, impact. Yeah. Big return on investment. All you businessy types, ROI. <laughs> so that one's important. Yeah. So until next time, don't forget to work hard. And play dirty. <laughs>